The following presentation was recorded live at the River Worship Center in Warsaw, Indiana. We now join the message already in progress. Tune in with us and, and welcome to Midweek Bible Study. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to make any apologies for coming on late because we've had a good time in the Lord in prayer requests. Amen? Well, 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 well. We, just before we came on the air, we were talking about, we were talking about when in the parable, and we were talking about how if we're not careful, if we don't allow the word to get beyond our minds, the devil will snatch it from us before it can get in. And, 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 I, and I told people I would, I would help, I would help, with that and and so as we as we are talking about that we want to we want to look at the parable of the sower now for time's sake because we're a little bit late coming on i'm just going to paraphrase it for you but for time's sake in the parable of the sower it said a sower went out scattering seed and some fell along the wayside and the stony places now now notice this i'm paraphrasing but you'll you'll find this he, he said he said and it sprang up Right? So it, it started to grow because the seed took, you know. He said, but, but the devil came in. The devil came in and snatched that word out of their hearts. He said, those are the ones that were on stony ground. You say, well, what's that got to do with me? If you just put the word in your head and not allow it to get into your spirit and into your heart, the devil will come in and snatch it away. But everything that we do that we commend unto God, that we commit unto the Lord, he can't touch that. He can't touch your anointing. He can't touch your blessing. He can't touch, he can't touch anything that you commit to God. That's why from the cross, Jesus said, Into thy hands I commit my spirit. We need to commit our spirit. You say, well, that was Jesus on the cross. That was, oh, I, I just don't know. You know, how many of us, how many of us tonight here and, and those of you watching, how many, welcome, by the way, those of you watching, but how many of those of us here tonight have thought, well, I'm just not as important as a, as a Billy Graham in God's eyes. Billy Graham is way more important than me. Come on now, be honest. Let's don't lie in the house of God. How many of you thought, I'm just not as important as, as maybe, as maybe a, a Dr. Sumrall in, in, in in God's eyes, how many, how many have thought that? How many have looked and measured ourselves by, by other people and, 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 and we're saying, I'm not as important or I'm not as a, a big wig, you know? You know, Brother Glenn, Brother Glenn talks about being, I'm just not all that in a bucket of chicken. The devil made you think that, didn't he? Are you ready? Are you ready to have your mind blown? I mean, are you ready? One more time. Are you, are you ready? Do you know you cost Jesus the same price to redeem your soul as Billy Graham did? Do you know that your price on your head cost Jesus the exact same as, 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 as Dr. Sumrall? Do you know, now I'm going to turn it for a loop. Do you know 
That the price that Jesus paid for you, He paid for the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Peter, the Apostle John. He paid for everyone. Our price was the same. It was too high for us. But Jesus said, I will pay that price. You are worth more than you know. And the devil has tried and he succeeded in a lot of occasions in, in convincing us that we are not worthy, that we're not worth it, that we're nothing. You say, well, how in the world do you know that, Pastor? How in the world do you know? Because he made me feel that way. He made me feel that way. And until that revelation came to me, through the conference that we attended this week. That's how long I've been, I've been, I've been preaching going on 30 years. And, and, and there was times that I didn't feel worthy. There was times that I didn't feel, you know, like I, like, I could do, like I could do anything, like it was all the big boys. And then all of a sudden, the word came from a, from a man down in North Carolina. The word came, and he said he paid the same price for, for the Apostle Paul as he did for me. And all of a sudden, something inside me broke. Something inside of me opened up. And I don't know where you are tonight I don't know what you're what you're going through tonight but you cost Jesus the same as the Apostle Paul and all the early church you are worth something to Jesus a lot of us a lot of us when we go in through trials we think oh Oh, I bet. I, I, I bet Billy Graham never went through this. I, I bet Franklin Graham never went through this. Stop it. There's no such temptation. But that which is common unto man. Well, I don't have a worldwide ministry. Well, let me just tell you something. The bigger, the bigger your stage, the bigger your devils. Maybe if we start winning a few little battles here and there. <laughs> you know, y'all remember, remember a couple, uh, it's been about 15 years ago. This little, this little, little college down in Florida in the NCAA, they advanced to the Sweet 16, and they were not undefeated. <laughs> you know, they they'd, lo they'd lost about 50% of their games. They made a miracle at the tournament, and they got in, and all of a sudden, somebody said, man, they made it to the big dance. And, and, and you know what? They upped their game. And, and I have a friend that, gradu that graduated. He's alumni from there. And they upped their game. And they started taking down big schools. And they started, they, you know, how about Valpo? Remember when Valpo did it? Valpo started taking down some big schools. God's got a name for themselves, you know. They, they were, it was the, the classic David and Goliath story, right? And, and all of a sudden, they started performing like nobody in their conference had ever seen them perform before. They were playing their fool heads off because they were excited expected more at the more at the bigger level if you're going to survive in the bigger level then we got to up our game Amen. we can't sit and waller in the doldrums and think of well why are they getting blessed and i'm not why god blessing you and not me well god's a good general he's a he's a good commander in chief and he don't send supplies and, and, and provision where they're not being used. And he won't leave his armament laying for the enemy to come in and take. 
As a matter of fact, I don't know about y'all, but I remember when David and his men, they were out on a, they were out on a raid themselves, and, and the enemies come in behind them and took their children and their wife. And David said, if, if you guys are tired, oh, have you read this story yet? We, we're going through it, right? If you guys are tired, you just stay here. You just wait right here. We're going to go back, and we're going to chase the enemy from here to Ziglag. We're going to chase the enemy. We're going to take them back. We're going to get back everything. The devil didn't steal nothing from you that we can't get back, but we got to get ready. We got to get up and we got to start chasing and pursuing him. I'm tired of Christians today saying, oh, what was me? The devil's after me. The devil's after me. Well, then sit down. I got a seat right there for you. We can disciple that out of you. I can give you God's word that we're not to be we're not to be chased by the devil. We're to resist the devil and he'll flee from us because when we know who we are in Christ, then he knows who we are in Christ and that liar's got to shut up. This time we start marching into the enemy's camp and take back what he stole from us. The Lord gave me a word on Saturday, Saturday morning. And if you're a religious person watching this, you're about ready to get offended. I'm just going to be honest with you. You'll recall the story when David, Jesse said, hey, your brothers are down. They're in the army with Saul. They're fighting. He goes, why don't you take this cart of cheese and, 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 and some goat meat? Why don't you take this down there and refresh them? You know, a few skins of wine. And, and David was just a little boy, just a little older than, than, than Lukey. Why don't you take this cheese down there and refresh them and come back and tell me how the battle's going. So he does. How many of you know when the Lord tells us to, to get going and get moving, we don't, we don't ask him, okay, but what about this and but what about that? And what if, I, what if I do it wrong or what if I... He said, just take the cart to the, to the front. When you get there, the hungry folk will know what to do. Oh, mm -mm. Pastor, he's just telling us, we just take the word to the people, and when we get there, the hungry folk are going to know what to do with it. Right. Problem with it is, we ain't hungry no more. Pharaoh's supplying all of our needs. You have read in, the, in your word when Pharaoh started supplying all their needs, you know, everything was good. Everything, you know, there was the famine and the land went away and we forgot about the famine. We forgot about the spiritual part of it. We forgot about everything. And now all of a sudden there's a plague coming. There's a pestilence coming and Pharaoh can't do nothing about it. And all of a sudden he said, I want you to take this and I want you to bow down to my statue. And I, hey, I've been taking care of you. You know what? The, the, the Pharaohs of this world, even the government of the United States, doesn't take care of believers. God is our provider. God is our defender. The Lord is our strength. Lord, show me that the church is arrayed in the valley and watching the Goliaths of our day come against us. Blaspheming our God. You want a religious exemption? No! Bunch of stupid, it was what they call them, um, um, superstitious, ancient doctrine writing, believing people. You, you don't know what you're talking We believe in science. Let me just tell you, science got us in this mess. Yeah. It's going to take, take the Lord to get us out. 
people living contrary to the word of God. People living in relationships, homosexual relationships that are against God. Shaking their fist at the church. Another Goliath. People afraid of financial ruin. Because he's going to take our money. He's going to take our way to make a living. Let me just tell you something. The Lord provides my living. He happens to do it through another place. But the Lord is well able to see me through. Amen. If he has to bring ravens to feed me, he'll see me through. Amen. If he has to, if he has to provide for us water in the desert, there's a rock that provided water for over 6 million people. Let me just tell you, the God that I serve is still righteous, still mighty, still holy, and still on the throne. David came down and he saw this and he's like, this giant of his day comes out and is shaking his fist and blaspheming their God. By the way, that was my God. David looked around at the religious folk of his day they were in the Lord's army, right? They were religious folk. He looked around at the religious folk of his day, cowering at the, at the threats of the giant. Send me a man! And if I win, then you serve me. But if you win, we'll be your slaves. Let's make a deal. Breathing threats and blasphemies against Jehovah. Thank God for a, a, little, a little boy who had been anointed king and he, a spirit of God that rose up in him. And he said, what, why don't we take care of this guy? Why don't we take care of this guy? I heard it in the crowd. Uncircumcised Philistine. He's not part of the covenant. Have you forgot the covenant? They did. His brothers, his brethren... This is going to tick a lot of your brethren off, so love you. I, I don't think for in the future we're going, to, we're going to have a more tame service. So just, just, if you're offended, God bless you. Take, we'll see you later. Hope to see you in the rapture if you're not on the broad path. All right, so um, his, his brethren looked at him and said, What are you doing up here, kid? You just come up here to get your eye full of the battle. You just wanted to see some fighting. Get out of here. But you know what his resolve said? He's blaspheming my God. He's threatening my people. Is there not a cause? And the rest of the brethren said, who are we going to get? Their, their hearts were melting inside them for fear. Who are we going to get to stand against the wiles, this giant? David said, well, 
I'll go. (laughs) They looked at him and they said, what? And that was even before he knew that King Saul had offered his daughter's hand and half the kingdom and, and and no taxes for the family for the rest of their life for the man that took this guy out. David didn't even know the, the spoil yet. Now he found out later and somebody said, really, is that, is that it? Is, dude, is that really it? He, no taxes for dad? Right? You know, our government still got that temporary income tax on us. How's that working out for us? Only temporary. 100 years later. So word got to Saul, hey, we got a volunteer. Now get this picture. You know, some people look at the river and they say, man, you guys, you guys, if, on, on a good day, you, you may have 45 people. On a good day. <laughs> you such a little church out there. What are you thinking? Yeah, go sit down. Somebody came to King Saul. King Saul, who was head and shoulders in stature over every man. That's why one of the qualifications for him being chosen as king, he was head and shoulders over top of everybody in Israel. Saul, Saul, can you imagine the, can you imagine the runner? Can you imagine the, the person coming in? Saul, Saul, we've got a, we've got a volunteer. Woo, we've got a guy that's going to take him out. And Saul's like, whoo. I, I think even old Saul, you know, sometimes even the coldest Christian can get a whoo in. Especially when we've been in a battle like we've been in and they've been in a battle like they've been in. I, I, even the coldest Christian, even the one that God's forsaken, can get a whoo, hallelujah in there. I love that Pastor Burkhardt. Hallelujah! You know? Who is he? Send him in. I'm ready. I'm ready. Send him in. You ever, uh, you ever sometimes you, 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 you get someone and you meet someone for the first time and, and, the, and the image you had in their mind doesn't match the image there and you'll be like, What? What? Imagine this teenage boy coming in. All right, send him in. What's the guy's name? His name's David. David, that's a good name. You know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I'm, I'm, th- I'm in my head. I got this conversation going on. David, well, that's a good name. Oh, that's a, that's a strong name. Send him in. Imagine the guy, imagine the guard opening up the, 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 the thing to the tent. And Saul's looking a little higher than he should. And all of a sudden, under his arm, walks this teenage boy. <laughs> and he looks at, okay, all right, where's David at? And, and he goes, no, no, this is him. Do you know that God is going to deliver this nation the way he delivered that nation? And it's not going to be the biggest. It's not going to be the best. It's not going to be the one that's head and shoulders above everybody. It's going to be the one that stands up and says, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Is this not worth fighting for? My family's worth fighting for. My community's worth fighting for. This country's worth fighting for. Is there not a cause? We're going to take that blasphemer out. Can you get that picture? Saul looks back at the curtain and now it's closed and he's like. Are you guys joking me? Give me my spear. I'm going to kill the man that brought him in here. You guys joking me? 
My daughter's twice his age. You know, until we start understanding what we're reading, things are just going to be like good stories. And let me just tell you, they're not stories in the Bible. They're actual accounts of things that happened and God delivered. Until we can get them from being stories and to be in the actual account of what they are, then we're not going to get the power in every drop of the Word of God. Amen? Amen. I want the power that is in the Gospel. He looked at him and he said, You're just a kid. The devil looks at us, you're just a little church. What can you do? Some of those those big religious places, you know. Their janitor gets paid more than I do. What can you do? What can you do? Seriously, what can you do? We We got hundreds of thousands of dollars in our budget. Then why isn't our county saved? I know a church right now it has got over a million dollars in their, in their treasury. Why isn't my family saved? Because what Peter said to Simon in Acts 8 and 20, your money going to perish with you because you can't buy the gift of the Holy Ghost of God. Amen? Your money perish with you, and only the Holy Ghost can draw a man to Jesus to be saved. A man, woman, or boy, or girl, only the Holy Ghost can do that. Not a million dollars, not a hundred million, not a trillion, not how much ever that Nancy Pelosi's made since she's been in Congress. None of that can save a man. He looked at him and said, what can you do? You're just a boy. (laughs) Are you ready? Are you ready? Well, King, I may be just a boy, but I play a mean harp. I, I'm, a, I'm a praise leader. My sheep, my sheep love to hear me sing and bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. My sheep love to hear me to hear me singing praises unto God. Look, look, kid, it's going to take more than a harp. <laughs> you know, this is going to resonate a little, uh, uh, you know, several, several, several years down the road, it's going to resonate with a king called Jehoshaphat. Because he's going to be needing help in a battle and the Lord's going to say, I want you to send the praisers out first. I want you to send the praisers out first. I want you to send the worship team out first. And you're going to see that I'm going to fight your battles. This is how we fight our battles. Amen. This is how we win. Saul looked at him and said, got anything else? Well, when I was tending father's sheep... One time there came out a lion. And he was going to take one of dad's sheep. And I pulled out old trusty here. Can you imagine this? Can you imagine David? I pulled out old trusty here and he looked at him and he's like, a slingshot? Serious kid? He says, oh wait, you ain't heard the end of it. And I took him out. Oh, by the way, see these, this necklace of teeth? That's his. You got a necklace of teeth? Well, that's pretty impressive, little kid, but you got anything else? Well, there was one more time. 
Again, I was out tending the sheep. I wasn't paying attention to CNN news. I wasn't paying attention to the internet. You know, I turned Facebook off. I was, uh, I was out tending the sheep. I was out being about my father's business. And a bear came in. A bear came in and he had one of the lambs in his mouth. And, 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 and I went, oh, and see old trusty here? And I saved the lamb from the mouth of the enemy. Oh, you ain't here. I saved the, and, 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 and that bear, oh, by the way, oh, by the way, you see this stole that I have here? You know, that, that's bear skin. You ever kill a bear king? Seems to me I remember I remember the story when they anointed you king you went and hid in the jackasses. Seems to me I remember the story when 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 Samuel was anointing you king they had to go fight where's Saul? Where is Saul? You know what? I'm going to ask this question. Where are the church in America? The same giants, the spirit of those giants are breathing blasphemies. They're breathing, they're breathing against, threats against the church. They're cursing against our God. And, 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 and so Saul said, well, okay, you can't, uh, you can't go out with, like that because if you go out like that, uh, you, know, he, you know, surely he's got a big spear. It, it's, it's the side of a weaver, weaver's beam. You know, the, 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 the point of it, you know, you, boy, I just don't know. Uh, yeah, you can't do that. And his sword, his sword was, was five feet high. The sword, the, the hilt of the sword is taller than you, Dave. Here, let me put on this armor for you. David, Saul, let me put on my armor for you. Do you know the problem in the church today? Too many people are trying to put on my armor. Well, I don't know how to pray, but I, I'm going to get over it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to uh, uh, you know, implore Jesus in, in, in the, in the, in, I'm going to talk to that, that spirit in the name, in the name of Jesus, who, who Corey preaches and who JC preaches. And you know what that is? That's putting on somebody else's armor and those demons, they're going to come on you and they're going to say, Jesus, I know. And JC and Corey, I know, but who are you? And they're going to jump on you and they're going to run you out the house beaten and naked. Beaten and exposed. You're going to be exposed. <laughs> you know, David tried, you know. He's like, Where does this piece go? <laughs> How do you put this piece on? Anybody here play sports? You remember the first time you ever suited up and you know, especially baseball stirrups, supporter, and all that other stuff. And the, and and remember, remember, guys, guys, especially little league when they first hand you to the cup. You know, <laughs> this this got crass, but you know, we were just we were just eight years old, nine, seven, eight years old. And the guy goes, uh, you know, the guy goes, hey, look, I'm a duck. <laughs> you know, I can't wear this. This don't fit. 
you can't wear someone else's armor. That's what, that's what the beauty of, of what Pastor Dan was saying here Sunday when he talked over into the full armor of God. You've got to get your armor and you've got to put it on every day and you've got to, get it, you've got to approach the battle going forward. Your battle is not covering you from retreat. It's only from going forward and there's nothing to protect you if you turn and run. If you turn and run, you're going to get killed. The army of God is only made for advancement. David said, come on. I'll, I'll, I'll go on out. I'll take care of business. Would to God today that some of the, some of the believers in Christ, some of the believers that, that, that have been sitting on the sidelines just watching the war pass them by, you know what, that we, we need to stand up. We need to take a stand. We need to say enough is enough, devil. You can't come any further. As a matter of fact, I'm going to come out against you just like David did. Switch out to the battlefield. Are you ready? Imagine David kind of sauntering out. And there was a little brook there. And he looked down. Now, now imagine, you know, Goliath wasn't, he wasn't up yet. He was sitting there. He was seated. Here's this little, here's this little teenage boy digging in the stream. One. Oh, there's a good one. That's a good one right there. Two. There's another one. Three. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Oh, yeah, the perfect, perfect. Mm. You see, David knew his weapon, and he knew the size shell, the projectile that he needed. You see, the problem in the church today is is we'll get all excited in a revival meeting. We'll get all excited in a, in, a, in a conference. We'll get all excited, and we'll try to grab the ammo of the people in the conference, and it don't fit our gun. And we'll come out, and we'll take that, and we'll charge forward, and we'll say, Woo, I got it. I got my bullets. I got, you know, and we come out against the devil like Barney with his one bullet in his pocket. And you know what happens? Of course you know what happens because you've been there and we've been defeated and we've had to turn and run and with tail tucked between our legs. How many of you ready for that to be over? Five represents the Holy Spirit. Five represents the Holy Ghost. I don't know if David knew that. He just knew that this, that this giant in front of him had four brothers. And what happens when you pick on a family? You got to get them all, don't you? There's a bunch of devils that are kin. And we got to get them all. He puts them down in his pouch. And imagine on the other side of the river. Well, ain't nobody coming out today. Look, they're letting the kids play in the stream. <laughs> ain't nobody coming out today. Might as well just go back in and fix me some more of that pork. See, he was an uncircumcised Philistine, not a member of the covenant. 
got to be able to fill in the gaps. You've got to understand, up until then, Peter hadn't seen the sheet let down at Cornelius' house, had he? Okay. I'll just go back here and preach a preach an old worn out message and and, and, and we'll, we'll walk out of here with the same dreary light look outlook that we did when we walked in here. I, if you get if you guys if you guys ain't in just let me know and I'll pull out the reader's digest and and we'll read about how Billy won a won a grand trophy in the sailing contest. All of a sudden, that little boy stepped across the creek. Hey! You! Goliath, well, I've never been talked to that way. How dare you talk to me like that? I've never been talked to like that. Well, you better get ready world you, you i've never been talked to like that by the church like that way we're coming after you devil we're gonna we're gonna take back everything that you stole we're gonna we're coming back get ready we're gonna march into the enemy's camp and we're gonna ret- retrieve everything he said you come out after me like a dog with sticks and a and a sling he said, I'm going to feed your head to the, to the fowls of the air this day. Everybody behind him was knowing that today they were going to lose David. Oh, I would to God, there's some spirit-filled people up in here. Everybody behind us is knowing, oh boy, today they've been, they done, they done set the mark. Today they done made the distinction. Today they done draw the line in the sand out there at the river. Oh, today they done, you know what? It's about time because there are people around us that need deliverance. There are people around us that need set free. There are devils that need broken off of people's lives. And I don't know about you. But I'm feeling like David felt. Is there not a cause? Don't you have lost folks? Is there not a cause? If someone doesn't break the power of Satan over their life, the power of Jezebel over their life, if someone doesn't come in in the power of the Holy Ghost and break that off of their life, they're going to hell! I've got a cause! David looked up at him. He said, uh-uh. I don't think so. <laughs> you come out against me with a sword and a spear. You come out against me with all the weight of the government. You come out against me with the thought of being banished from Facebook land. Oh! Oh! Well, I got news for you, Zuckerberg. 
even without you, the Lord added to the church in one day 4,000 souls that were being saved. Amen. Without you, Zuckerberg, God delivered the Jews out of Pharaoh's hand. Without you, ain't nobody needs you. Ban us. I don't ban us. You know, something that something that the that the demonic left has forgot. That every time every world leader tried to persecute the church, growth started happening exponentially. Persecute us at your peril and watch the Holy Ghost start a fire that you can't put out. I mean, you got a natural fire burning in California because of their wickedness. You got a natural fire burning out there and you can't stop it. Wait till you see the Holy Ghost fire falling on this nation again. These altars will be full. These churches will be full. And we are going to take back this land in Jesus' name. That is the Great Commission. Go ye into all the world, preaching the gospel, making disciples, baptizing. That is the Great Commission. Blessed is the man who the Lord finds faithful when He comes. How many of you want to be blessed? How many of you want to be blessed? David came out. By the way, I haven't even got to the first scripture yet. I'm, this is just my introduction. I may have to carry this over till Sunday. Is that all right? <laughs> David said, you come out against me with a sword and a spear. And you think... You think, you think that's enough. <laughs> you know, because some may trust in horses and some may trust in chariots. But we, we will trust in the name of our God. Amen. And you know what David did? He said, I come out against you. In the name of my God. Today, I will remove your head and feed it to the fowls of the air. How are you going to do that? He only got a slingshot. You think David's speaking faith? You know, a lot of people think that the Japanese did it. Maybe David invented kung fu fighting. Hiya! Judo chop! I'm going to take your head off. Ha! David did not have a sword. But he done prophesied before the battle. Mm -mm. He done told the, the enemy what's going to happen and God's going to make it happen because I come out against you in the power of the name of my God. I think he ticked Goliath off. You? I mean, I mean, seriously. Goliath's spear was the length of a weaver's beam. I mean, it would make a, it, you know, weaver's beam, you know that, what they make those, those king-size comforters with. Right? I mean, even if he, at that range, you know, if he were to hit David, the, the weight of the spear would have drove him back through the, through the brook. 
What do you suppose was going through David's heart about that time? What do you, what do you think was going through his heart? Well, you mean you got a bunch of psalms to pick from, don't you? <laughs> you got a bu- he, he, he told us how he praised the Lord, didn't he? You know? Was it, was it Jehovah Jireh? My provider? Your grace is sufficient for me. For me, for me. <laughs> what was it? El Shaddai? The God who sees, the God who loves, the God who protects. What was it? What was going through David's heart? What was going through David's heart was whether I live or whether I die. On this hill, I choose to stand. And I'm going to stand for my God. It's going to be a righteous stand. Whether you kill me or not, which you ain't going to do. I'm going to help my daddy. My daddy's not going to have to pay taxes after this day. And I get the trophy, babe. Woo! You know? All you, all you young guys in, in, in my age that had the Farrah Fawcett poster, you know? Whoo, Michael. Oh, Michael. I get Michael. They done told me about that when I came down here. He could care less about that. Matter of fact, you know, trophy, you know, trophy wife, you find out what happens when you have a trophy wife, you know? You know? Anybody, anybody else but me remember that song back in the 60s? If you want to be happy for the rest of your life, better make an ugly woman your wife. Anyway, all right, so. All right. <laughs> David Retchy in the whole time he was he was touching he was touching the promise in his hand in his pouch he had his hand on it he says you know what I don't know I don't know I don't know you know why he had his hand in the pouch because when he was anointed king Samuel had the Urim and the Thummim and, and he was looking at him and they and, and, and the scholars tell us that they begin to when when the right one when God spoke to him they begin to maybe vibrate in, in, in their palm and he was like this is it you know what happens when the Holy Ghost gets on you you begin to feel that trembling you begin to feel that power coming over you that, like it was in Genesis chapter 1 and the spirit of, and the spirit was hovering over the face of the deep and it was vibrating vacillating over the face of the deep there was an energy involved did it and David was in had his hand in the pouch and all of a sudden all of a sudden it began to it began to move in his hand and he said there it is come on and he put it in that he put it in that little pouch and, and he began and he's like all right here you go in the name of my God Jehovah in my in the name of the Lord this day I'm gonna feed your head to the fowls of the air Goliath look out boom and right there it implanted right between his eyes You know the problem with the church today is we we like to take the victory lap before the victory's won. David didn't start celebrating yet because the job wasn't done. He'd made a promise. Oh, but he didn't have a sword. So here this little boy is going up and picking up this five-pound, hundred-pound sword. I don't know how many of you all could lift up a hundred-pound, five-foot sword and use it. I'm serving you notice, Goliath, today. The same sword that you threaten us with, we're going to cut your head off with. 
just like David of old. And we're not going to settle there. We're coming for your four brothers. You've wreaked enough havoc on the church today. This nation was found on, found on Christian principles, biblical principles, and we're going to return to it, and we're going to return to it in, 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 in godly fashion and in God's timing, and this is, it starts now. The battle is on. I'm serving notice. The battle is on. Can you imagine the excitement behind David when Goliath fell? Hey, the kid did it. Hey, check out Jesse's kid over there. Can you imagine? I don't even think Saul even came out to watch it. Can you imagine somebody running into Saul's tent? What's going on? What's going on? Hey, the kid did it. What? Hey, kid, river kid, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Listen. If you within driving distance, you need to get here. Because if they, if they cut this off, you, they're still going to go on. You needing, you needing what's going to happen here. If you like it right now, you needing what's going to happen here. If you're in driving distance, I'm telling you, there's a blessing, there's an anointing that comes from being, in, 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 as Pastor Burkhart said, under the spout where the glory's coming out. I don't even know that we're still live yet. But if, if they cut us off, guess what? We'll go, we'll go live here. You know, you, know so you say, how, how are you going to do that, Pastor? Well, I read, and I can read it in your Bible if you bring it, that we're blessed in the city. We're blessed in the field. We're blessed coming in. We're blessed going out. We're the head, not the tail. We're higher, not lower. We're blessed. And, and, and the Lord said that we are blessed. Amen. Are you blessed today? Then if you're blessed today, I want to challenge each and every one of you to quit cowering like the, like the church in David's day. Quit cowering and stand up, put on the full armor of God, and march into the battle. Yeah, well, I just don't know that we can do that. You need to determine right now, are you the two or are you in the ten? You see out there, there, there are grapes that it takes two men to carry a pod. There's a land that's flowing with milk and honey. Are you in the two that say, let us go up and possess the land for we are well able to overtake him? Right. Or are you in the ten? Oh, well, it's true. What they're saying is true. There's blessings out there for the, for the, the men and women of God. They're, it's true. But we saw them. They're giants over there. And we look like grasshoppers in their sight. Well, I've heard, I've heard that you get enough grasshoppers and they, can, and they can decimate 
an entire continent, country, continent. Did you, did you guys see the last locust plague that they had in Africa? It could be seen from outer space. Let me be a grasshopper in their sight and let the Lord multiply the grasshoppers. But we are well able to overtake it. Now, here's what David said. Man, I'm preaching really hard on Bible study. I hope you all getting something. I'm about wore out. I'm going to sleep good tonight. When the enemy had come in, and they had, when David and his, and his men were out on a raid, and the enemy came in behind them, waited till they left, and came in, took their wives and their families and their possessions while they were left defenseless. And David came back, and his men were weary from the battle. Weary. I know I'm speaking to some right now. You're tired from the battle. But there's a cause. You see, your family is in jeopardy. There's a cause. Your safety and your security is in jeopardy. There's a cause. And some of them were too famished. Too famished to continue the chase. And David said, you stay here and guard the camp. You be faithful, you guard the camp, and we're going to go and we're going to reclaim everything. And David began to pursue them. Now, when David started his journey, remember there was a, there was a guy that came out, and he said, you, the killer of Saul, you brought this out. It's you. You brought this on us. Begin to, remember, he threw stones at David. Some of David's mighty men said, hey, let me go over there and dispatch him. He says, nope, that's okay. You let him go. You let them once throw stones that want to throw stones. We'll be back a little bit. We'll take care of that directly. Don't be distracted by the stone throwers. Don't be distracted by the name callers. Don't be distracted by those who are talking behind your back because the enemy is not behind your back. The enemy is in front of you. God took people out of here because he knew what they were saying. And the enemy stands right in front of us. Our armor is for frontal attack. Our armor is for the advance. Don't let the ones behind you dictate whether you go forward or not. David pursued, he went in, and he utterly, utterly destroyed their enemy. And not only did he bring back their wives and their children and their possessions, he took a spoil and brought back, and brought back their wives and their children and their wealth. Do you ever wonder why your Bible says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous? Are we in pursuit or are we camped on the hillside? Here's why I wished you that, that you could be here tonight because we're going to end this broadcast right now. But if you were here tonight, if you say, Pastor, I'm, wa I'm wanting to sign up 
Pastor, where do I get this? Where, how can I get this? Uh, we're going we're gonna to have everyone who wants to sign up for this come forward, and we're going to lay hands on them with an impartation, just like the Apostle Paul did to Timothy, that we're going to stir up that gift that is in them with an impartation to give you a righteous, a righteous indignation and a righteous warrior spirit, and you're going to go out of here different than you came back in. I'm, if you were in town tonight and you missed this, I'm sorry the, the kuros, the window of opportunity, it, it may come again, it may not. But I know right now it's here, it's open. As Dan said on Sunday, there's an open heaven right now, right now, right now. Today is the day of salvation, right now. He's a right now God, amen? And He's moving right now. We, we feel His presence right now. Amen. Sunday. Be with the Sunday. But do everything in your power to be here in God's house. Be ever, do everything in your power because there, there is an equipping coming. We are getting ready to charge into the battle. Are you ready or are you going to be sitting on the bank? Somebody said, well, Pastor, I'm old. Pastor, I'm old. I ain't got much fight left in me. Well, then let me charge you like an 80-year-old Caleb. 80 years old. And he said, all these years, I've served the Lord. Remember when we were marching around Jericho and I had to keep some of you young bucks' mouths shut? Can you imagine marching around Jericho with Caleb and all of a sudden somebody wanted to, uh, you know, they start to grumble and, and Caleb just gave them the look. God said, not make a sound. You know, that's what happens in the authority of God. God said, don't make a sound. Jesus said, be quiet and come out. Eighty years old. Sure you don't want to retire? We'll give you some land over here. You sure you don't want to retire? You sure you ain't ready to just hang it up? You, man, you fought hard. <laughs> Caleb, come on now. You, I mean, it's, it's unreasonable, you know, to think that an 80-year-old man would... Well, you, know, you know what? There are giants up there. The sons of, of Anak are up there. Give me my mountain. It was promised to me. It was promised to me. Has God made a promise to you that you haven't received yet? Then it, maybe it's time that you say, give me my mountain. If there's any way possible for you to be here, be here. If not, then, then, then just keep waiting on your mountain because you, you might get into it but in, in, on the hindsight, but I don't know. You know. It may take some of us, like Moses, you know, when he smote the rock instead of speaking to it, it may take you 300 and some years to get to it, and God may let you touch foot on, it, in, in, on, on the Mount of Transfiguration in the Promised Land. But, but as for me, as for me and my house, House. Joshua and Caleb, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. As Caleb said, give me my mountain. Oh, God bless you. Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I ask that you embolden everybody that sees this. Embolden the people that are here right now so that we can rise up with a, with a, with a righteous indignation. We can rise up in the Spirit of God and we can take our nation back in Jesus' mighty name. God bless you and, and good night for those of you watching. Woo! Thank you for listening to today's message. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to us here at the River, you can email us at study at riverwc, all one word, dot org. Again, that's 
email to study at riverwc.org. God bless you.